your friends are the ones that when they talk and they ask questions and they give you advice and are critical, that's when you listen. That's when the jewels come. Because the people that really know you are the ones that are willing to tell you how it is. And that happened to me this weekend in a very productive and constructive way. And that will lead into the topic of this episode. Why do I have a podcast? First question. Second, why don't I have any guests on my show? So that's what we're going to get into on this week's episode of the Kellen Rowland Show. I'm Kellen Rowland. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate and I'm grateful that you're spending your time listening to this show. I'm on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, share with someone you care for. This episode's Light on Coffee. My current favorite is La Cabra. They're out of Denmark. It's fire. I'll put a link to it. Order a bag. Let's get the show started. So allow me to paint the scene. It's the weekend. I'm hanging out with my lifelong friend, Chris Saavedra, who I absolutely adore and admire. He's the man. He won best looking when we were in middle school in the yearbook. I really wanted to win that, but I wasn't the best looking. I did win biggest partier in middle school, which I don't even understand how they have that as a category. But Chris, you know, I really wanted that crown of best looking, but I just, I couldn't pull it off. Okay. As I digress, we were at Sweet Greens crushing a very healthy salad. And Chris is in the agency business. Shout out to his company, Saint Agency. I will put a link to them in the show notes. He represents actors and models. He knows a lot about social media, gaining an audience, and just the hustle and the grind that it takes to gain an audience. And while we were at lunch, he was asking, you know, like, hey, you know, how's the show going? How do you measure success? And the topic came up of, well, why don't you have guests on? I feel like if you had his, his idea was, you know, I feel like if you have guests, you'll gain a bigger audience. His logic was correct. And it gave me an opportunity to answer some other questions beyond why don't I have guests? And we, we got a chance to take a step back and talk about what is the objective of the show? Why do I have a podcast? What is the purpose of this? Why am I putting out an episode a week, communicating, telling stories? What is my goal? So here it is. And after we discussed it, I saw the recognition of what we're doing, what I'm doing 
it completely changed for him. And it really was this kind of aha moment where I realized I haven't really communicated to the audience what is my goal. The goal of this show, this is my platform to communicate to anyone who is interested in how to improve your daily life from the point of view of a non-expert who is willing to put in the hard work and try things out and share successes and share failures. The person I am today is not the person I was 10 years ago. It took a lot of work. I had to be extremely honest with myself and vulnerable. And on that journey, I've learned a few things that would be applicable to someone else. Lessons that if I had learned them earlier, I might be further than I am today. Now, that gives me a great opportunity to say a lesson that it really doesn't matter about what you could have done and where you could be. It only matters where you are. I'm happy with where I'm at, and I'm going to tell stories on how I got here. So that's the platform. You know, if I figure out how to overcome a major insecurity or the way to prepare for a really important phone call at work or a negotiation with a potential client, a disagreement with a friend, an evolving relationship with a parent, when you go from being the one who is the care is given to and what life is like when you become the caregiver, I can tell those stories. And everything that happens to me and what has worked for me, it's not going to always be 100% applicable to you, but it could put you on a path. It could give you an idea, an idea on how to overcome what's going on with you, what's going on in your life. I don't feel the average person is given enough opportunity to be open and say the following. I don't always know what to do, period. I need help sometimes, period. I'm willing to fail, but I will figure it out, period. We are expected to always know what to do at all times. And when you or someone else shows that you're uncertain or you don't know you could be perceived as weak. I don't believe that. Now, there's a contrarian point here that the entire self-help and how-to industry actually shows that people have been given the pass to not know what to do and to not be okay. However, I think it's okay only when you're alone, but when you're in public or with your friends, You're not often talking about your shortcomings or your inadequacies. And I want to be someone that 
can give the confidence that it's okay to have these questions and you could still be successful and be happy every day. So that's a part of this. I want to tell my stories. How did I break into the industry? How did I deal with my mom? How did I find my way to meditation? How did I overcome my best friend in the world, my father, essentially passing away from cancer that I had no idea he had. I'm very grateful that he was in the hospital for a few months and we got to spend time together. It it wasn't time like the old days, but I was given a chance to say goodbye. And I want to tell these stories with you. I want to share what works for me, my routine, my way of going about things, and it works for me. And I think there's something to learn from it, but I'm not an expert. And I kind of like that. Sometimes when I'm listening to an expert, I'm not really sure if I should believe them or are they just pushing whatever their agenda is. And what I'm pushing is just what works for me. Always with the understanding that it works for me and you're unique and you're going to have your own way of going about things. So that's why I have the show. Another thing is that I'm not overly focused on gaining a bunch of new people to listen to the show every week and grow my subscribers. It's just about connecting with people that are interested in what I'm saying. This process of recording and talking and going through this is so beneficial for me. I feel so good while I'm doing it and I get so much out of it. If only a few people listen, I'm stoked. I'm so happy. And I don't want to change what I'm talking about or my content to try to generate a larger audience because I believe that if you're listening to this right now, you're listening because it's legit. It's just me. I'm being authentic. I'm not holding back. And that was the great baseline to kind of answer the second question that came up when I was with my friend Chris, which is, you know, hey, why don't you have guests? So here's why I don't have guests on The Kellen Rowland Show. I consume a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of books on tape. And I was very aware of when the podcast Serial came out And that to me was a major inflection point of the podcast industry. It went from a small consumption. People knew they were into podcasts. They had their three or four podcasts that they really liked, that 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 was their favorite show. But no one was like at work, excuse me. No one was at work talking about the podcast they were listening, at least not in my office. However, When Serial came out, it was like a cultural phenomenon. Everybody was on it. So it made podcasts more popular. And I knew that I had stuff to say. I wanted to talk about the stuff that I'm going through. Hey, why am I single? What it's like to be single at 35? I'll be 36 soon. How much longer will I be single? I don't know. What's it like to work in a high-stress environment? You know, all those things that I've been talking about on the show... How do I write an open letter to LeBron? Go Lakers. Can I talk about my coffee addiction? I mean love, affair. But the other thing was, when I looked at the podcast market, 
almost every show that I'm aware of or that I listen to is an interview-based show. It's a couple people interview, similar questions. How did you become successful? What's your story? And I think those shows are great. I really do. And as podcasts became more popular and as these podcasts become more popular, they've turned into like kind of like the format of they're another stop on a press tour. So you'll notice that when an actor, actress, et cetera, has something really big coming out, they'll be on every major show. And that's great. And when you have a popular podcast and celebrities want to come on it, that's an accomplishment. However, I don't feel like I could add value at this point in doing an interview show. I don't think I would be giving you anything different or unique. So I feel like the whole podcast industry is going one way and I don't know a lot of people doing solo casts. So I figure, hey, everybody's doing interview shows. That's locked up. They got that. They're crushing it. I can't do it better. I don't have an interest in doing it better. So boom, I'm going to go the other way and I'm going to do a show where I just talk. Now, does that mean that my audience size is limited and you know I could attract more people? Sure. But just to be 100% with you, a couple hundred people listen to the show. I'm really thankful. I'm really grateful. But the difference between a couple hundred people and like max potential, like Tim Ferriss, let's say like millions of people, there's a pretty big gap there. So I'm really focused in on growing the audience of the people that are actually interested in what I'm doing because I want to build an authentic connection. And, you know, something cool happened that while I was doing my show and I was building my confidence on why am I going to do a show where I don't have any people on it, Seth Godin launched a show called Akimbo, and it is a solo show. It's just Seth Godin talking, and it's awesome, and I love it, and I kind of felt like, oh, cool, like everyone's doing these two-people shows, three-people shows, interviews. I'm going to do a solo show. Seth Godin is doing a solo show. He generally is ahead of the curve. Like, okay, maybe I'm on to something. And I really love listening to him talk because his focus is so much about communicating and creating content for the people that want to consume the content, not about spamming and just pushing content on people that have no interest in it. You know, he coined the phrase permission marketing. So it just gave me the confidence to keep doing what I'm doing. And a couple of weeks ago, I decided to stop doing promoted Facebook posts and it had no negative effect on how many people are I'm reaching with the show. And it just proved to me that the people are listening that are interested, thank you, and they're sharing it when it's worthy of sharing. And that's good for me. I love it. I really get excited about the text message or the tweet or the reply. Hey man, I really liked what you were talking about. I think I got someone who tweeted me the other day and said that they connected with the last episode on a spiritual level. I mean, wow, that's worth more than, you know, being compensated with money. It generally gave me fulfillment. 
And right now, I love my career. That's how I make my money. That's how I provide. That's how I create security for my family. So this is not about making money. This is a release valve. It's an opportunity to communicate and connect. And I'm so happy about it. And I really want to say thank you to Chris, who asked me these hard questions because he's really he's he's invested in me being successful. And I'm so fortunate to have a friend, not a friend, I have multiple friends, but to have a friend like Chris who was willing to ask me questions and kind of be like, hey man, like, are you doing the right thing? Could you be doing it this way and could it be going better for you? It really made me happy. And he was willing to listen to my point of view. And after explaining why I was doing the show, like what was my goal and explaining why I'm not having the people on the show and I'm not doing interview shows. It was really cool the way he, I could tell that he had a better understanding for what I'm doing. And then I was like, oh my God, I need to take this topic to my next show because I haven't been clear about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I hope that provided clarity And the one jewel that we both landed on at the end of our salad is the legit way to go out there and gain more listeners is for me to go on other people's podcasts, which I love the idea. So if you have a podcast and you want me to come on, I'd love to. And if you know of a podcast that you think I should go on, let me know and I'll reach out and get on it. Always, thank you for spending time listening to the show. It's on Apple Podcasts. We have 10 reviews. I'm really excited about that. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the show, enjoy, tell a friend, and until next time, find the best coffee in your town and brew up a proper cup and enjoy those beans and hit me up on social media for a new bean alert.